Uh, 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 Garrett? Uh, cat? Yeah, hey, so, um, I don't know if I can record right now. I am very nervous. Why are you very nervous? Well, because I was watching the episode and then the little thing, like, popped little fingers out and told me it was okay, so I shot my computer. And now, uh, it doesn't work the best. (laughs) Um, I mean, that's fair. I mean, you did shoot your computer. Well, I have seen the Terminator movies. I know where this is going. Um, but I think, like, it, it died at the end, so I think you're good. I don't know, man. I wouldn't trust that to happen. Also, they've made, like, six movies now, and it just keeps coming back, even if you think it's fine. So, I don't know. I mean, that's that's fair. Um, But since your computer is still working after you shot it, um, would you like to record anyway? I guess, but if I suddenly start screaming, please call 911. I mean, if that's really what you want me to do. I mean, what would be the alternative? I'm a little concerned that your immediate response is not like, yes, if you were screaming for any reason, I would call 911. Yeah, I mean, I, I just figured, like, you know... Hello, and welcome to Going Digital, a Digimon Rewatch podcast, where I'm Shin Garrett. <sighs> Sorry, and I'm yawning. Uh, Kit Kat. Uh, hi, hi, yawning. How are you? I'm tired. Uh, same. And hot. Also same, but like the temperature-wise, not like, like, wow, they're hot. Yeah, no. No, wow, this is going well. But that billboard they used to have near where I lived that said, like, if your wife is hot, call the air conditioning people. Or your wife's hot, call the air conditioning people. I remember that billboard. Yeah. That was a billboard over here. Yes. Well, this this is already an episode. Sexism. <laughs> yeah, we watched an episode of of Tamers like like we normally do. 41, uh, episode 41. 41. Um Called either Homeward Bound or um, The Return to the Real World. Do you know that song? I don't listen to a lot of Simon and Garfunkel, I don't think. Um, That's correct, so I don't. Well, you should, because they're excellent, in my opinion. I mean, sure. Anywho, yes. Would you like to tell me about this episode? I suppose I could. Okay. Well, I um, suppose I'll let you. Let me. Well, you're using suppose, so I use suppose to answer back. <laughs> okay. I'm going to let that one go because it's not worth it. Um, so... I suppose I will graciously allow you to do the thing that you have prepared to do. That you make me do? Yeah, it's in the contract. That's what I'm saying. Well, you were the one that started being sassy to begin with. I mean, isn't that usually the case? Yeah, I mean, probably. (laughs) I 
can't help that I am a sassy human by nature. Mm, sassy like by nature. You could, but you just I, choose not to. Uh, I don't want to argue about this. <laughs> okay, well, you can tell me about this episode instead. So we start off... Uh, okay, so the last episode ended where the t- countdown had finished and the arc had arrived, but Rika was not back yet, and everybody was like, fuck. So this one starts with Henry being like, let's get in this fucking arc, um, grab the women folk, and let's get in here. Um, and Takato's like, uh, and Henry's just like, nah, we have to go home. I made a promise. And Rika, um, and Renamon, who are like, have Impmon and are now going back, uh, are like, wow, we dumb. Like, we should definitely not have done this because now we're going to miss the arc and be trapped in this place. And then, uh, flashback and Kulamon is like, what the fuck is wrong with Jerry? Because she's got evil eyes. Um, and also seemed like her puppet was glowing a little bit, maybe. Um, Rio says that he'll go back for Rika because he, uh, wants some of that. And then Takato falls out of the ship, basically. Um, and Giamon tries to talk the ship into stopping, but it really won't and then they do a little montage where they're showing all the adults across uh the country like helping with the you know their their computers really but like they're acting like the people are helping with the calculations and whatnot and then um all of the digimon try to work together to get takato back in the ship but then kulamon he's like really valiantly trying to keep a hold of takato and Takato lets go of him because you can see it's hurting him, but then Kulamon's like, nah, and grabs him, but then that doesn't work and the two of them fall. And Yuman's like, ah, stop! And the Ark actually responds. Um, and then very conveniently, uh, Rika and Ryo arrive. But at the same time, all the adults are like, what the fuck? Because the AI is not supposed to be able to stop or do anything or have its own thoughts and feelings. Um, so they're very confused. And the, I think that's Shibumi, right? By the way. Um, no. Okay. Well, some programmer person is like, I wrote this. It shouldn't be doing that. It's a core program. And so he whips out this, like, well, I'm assuming it's gender, but the, they whip out this, like, giant book thing of loose papers that has diagrams and a bunch of stuff that I don't know that you would really be using to build a program but i'm not a programmer and it's like it shouldn't have consciousness um but then meanwhile the kids are like getting on the ship which is great uh and they notice the impmons there and are just like eh, whatever and then there's something says beep boop and it turns out that the creepy care bear ghost had uh put itself into friend b's pocket without him noticing with his digivice and his digivice shining you know, so, like, now they're partners. Yay, that's exciting. And friend B's actually really happy about that, um, which is great because I was a little bit concerned that they were going to have, like, a, oh, my Digimon is, like, too girly and small and I'm upset about it. But they didn't do that, which is nice. Um, so kudos to them. And then the last Diginome is, like, out in the sky somewhere. That was interesting. I guess there's one left. Um and then the arc uh, starts moving again once everybody's in there. 
uh, and the adults are like freaking out because they're like, oh, oh, wait, it's moving again. Okay. And then people are like running around for no particular reason, I, other than to just make it dramatic. Um, and they, they realize that the realization point has changed. So they have to tell all the parents where to meet their kiddos. Um, and Takato says thank you to the Ark and treats it like a being, which is kind of nice, actually. And everybody's really happy, except Jerry, who's fucking weird uh, and possessed. And then the Ark stops suddenly. And below them uh, is the D-Reaper bubbles. So they're going to get eaten, I guess. Um, and Takato decides to try to talk to the Ark because he doesn't know that it's impossible. Um, and then it... it very creepily, the, like, Hal eye from, um, oh, no. the 2001. Thank you. 2001, um, like, reaches out little tentacle things and touches his phone or whatever, his PDA, I guess, um, and writes the words, okay, which is creepy, but treated like it's not at all creepy and everyone's very excited. So then it starts moving again, but the backside of it's disappearing, kind of. Um, and they appear in the real world in the park, and the adults with their, like, police um, escorts show up. Um, and they run into the park, and then all of the people who are in the Ark and the Digimon come out in water. So I think it landed in a fountain, maybe? Um, I wasn't clear on that, but everybody's really excited to see their families and Flippy takes off his glasses all dramatically and there's like a montage of people getting back with their families, except Impmon who just wanders off and also Jerry's alone and um, one of the assistants says to Flippy that Jerry's family was basically like, she can fucking get herself home, we don't care, she's selfish child which is not great parenting. Um, and Takato sees this and he's like, I'll go with her. And his parents are like, well, I guess now that you've been in the digital world, there's no sense closing the barn after the horse is already gone. So yeah, you can go. Um, and then Flippy goes to look up the train schedule and there's some kind of message on the computer and the arc lights up and sort of melts into the ground and disappears. Um, and then everybody goes home. Um, and Takato brings on a bunch of snacks to the train and gets stopped by the conductor who's like, what the fuck is that? Pointing at Guillemon. Um, and they, they sort of have a disagreement where the conductor's afraid of him, but then he realizes that he's just a cute, hungry animal, basically. And Jerry has, like, no response to this whatsoever. Guillemon eats himself to sleep. Jerry is not eating anything, and Takato, like, overcome with this um, adventure that they've been on and so happy to be home, tells her she's a nice girl, and then tries basically to confess that he likes her, but she's basically just, like, RBF about it, and Takato doesn't like seeing her emotionless and breaks down and then, like, is talking about how all this was for him and how he's so worried about her or whatever. And she starts reading the nutritional content off of the food item that she was holding with, like, zero emotion, which is creepy as fuck. Uh, but then they cut to when they get to where they're supposed to be going, which is interesting because I'd like to know what Takato actually responded to that with. Because I'd be like, well, maybe you need a psyche, though. Um, but Takato turns her over to, I'm guessing, her dad, who's acting as like a huge dick and pushing her around and Kulamon goes with her 
When she gets home, her dad's still being a dick, but her mom and guessing little brother look like they were worried about her. Um, and then Takato's supposed to be going on the train to his aunt, so he and Guillemot are sleeping in the train station. And But then he wakes up, and the TV's playing the news, and they see that there's a giant glob of D-Reaper in the real world now, and that's where it ends. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, solid. It's like a B plus. Or like a B. Probably just a B. Wow, okay. What did I miss? Um, You missed Cyberdramon turning into a small Cyberdramon. That's the difference between a B and a B plus? Um, I guess. I don't, I don't know. There might have been something else, but... Uh, it, it felt like more of an... Um, Omission, 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 omission. This time. Okay. Well, I will note that next time. I was. Uh, I'm curious about your thoughts on this. Uh, uh what, what, what thoughts on this? All Any it, particular thoughts? Uh, I, well, I was kind of wondering if you were disappointed that the guy person coder, like, flipping through their giant stack of, um, info on the arc or whatever they built the arc out of gave no lore dump whatsoever. I mean, it was all there in, like, the, the documentation that they wrote, which, like, but probably unrealistic that they have documentation, but, I mean, appreciated. Yeah. <laughs> that... Beyond the digital monsters and everything else, that's actually the least realistic part, is that they had good documentation. No, I, I thought it was sufficiently lore-dumped. I was I was happy with that. Oh, I was hoping that they'd be like, oh, we originally, this program was for this other thing, and then we turned it into the arc because of XYZ, and, you know, this has never happened before. Or something. Yeah, they, they did that. They're like, yeah, I used the core Digimon code to make the arc, because I thought that would be the best thing for um, how that hey AI should handle itself, and um, I thought I took out like the emotion and feeling part, but um, that doesn't seem to be the case. That's concerning. I thought it was sufficiently explained. Okay, well I'm glad you're happy. I I mean I liked this episode. I liked it. Good. That's exciting. Uh, um, I thought it was a little... I mean, like, you obviously know that Riki's going to get back in time to get on the arc. I feel like they could have drawn that out a little bit more than they did, where just very convenient that it stopped, and then that means everybody can get on. I mean, I think... I mean, I think they, they just didn't go that route, because, like, we knew that Rika was going to get back, so they shifted into, like telling and like deconstructing this thing about you know this arc that was you know given some digimon code that apparently you know has feelings and like like you get it's kind of in a loose way like questioning like you know what you know what exactly is like a digimon or at what point does something have like a soul or something and like that's that's neat and interesting i mean i'm more concerned with at what point does it grow tiny arms and be able to like put its fingers through the screen of your PDA I mean probably fair I mean look it, it's Digimon I, I, you can't expect it to go Terminator 
That's that's what Terminator's there for. <laughs> I'm going to sound foolish, but has there ever been an animated uh, Terminator series? Um, I don't think so, actually. Well, how do you know that this is not the crossover? Um, because I think I would I would have known by now. <laughs> I feel like that would have come up. Um. Yeah, no, I mean, like, rather than going to, like, Rika, like, running back for, like, five minutes, I'm glad that we did, like, this other thing instead. Because, yeah. yeah, Rika was going to get back. True. It's more interesting that Gilman yelled at this, what we thought was just, like, a machine, and it listened to him. Like, I think that's, like, a stronger narrative point. But, yeah, and then, like, I mean, like, Rio, like, runs off to get her. Like, that wasn't super needed. Um, but they did it anyway. It wasn't, like, bad or anything. It's just, it was just weird. It's just, like, Reel's like, I'll do it. Like, I wasn't with your initial group anyway, so, like, it doesn't super matter if I go back with you. I mean, you yeah, could maybe bring up. Yeah, he's the only one who isn't, like, dying to get home. Right. I mean, he didn't bring up, he's basically, like, the, the digital Doctor Who. He's like, oh, I guess I could go back. MBD. I mean, I'm not sure exactly what he thought he was going to do other than just not leave Rika alone. I mean, well, Cybertron can fly. So, like, maybe fly her to the Ark that is flying? I guess that makes sense, yeah. Um, That'd be my guess. Um, Yep, I mean, the lore stuff, the lore dump stuff was fun. I like that. Um... They were all, like, yelling yelling things at each other to do. Like, that's like a support scenario. That's a Code Red scenario if I've seen one. <laughs> and I have. Um, we got, like, the good irony that, um, that just the point where they're going to merge is at the park they're always at. Yeah, I, did they say where they were going to meet them before? I don't know. I don't think so, but they... When the course changed or whatever, they they did point out like the park is where it was gonna happen, and like that that's cute. That's a neat touch. He's you know use the the main I guess like real world location we know. Uh, yeah. So that's good. Like Takato pleading with the arc is pretty good. Just like treating it as like. A, a person feels well, weird to say. Well, like a sentient being. Yeah. Treating it with respect. Which is interesting because he's the one who had all these problems trying to figure out if he really thought that Guillemon was a real boy or not. Well, he fixed that now. Yeah, so I guess now he just treats everybody with respect all the time. Yep. And then, I mean, kind of interesting that the arc is just like 110% on board with this. And is like, don't worry, I will start deleting myself to propel to propel this forward. Which, I don't think that's how physics work, but sure. Um, I'm also unsure if, if was pleading with Ark, or was pleading with Diginome. I don't know, that's like the last Digimome, the only one left. So unless they do parthenogenesis or some kind of uh, um, uh, my 
apoptosis. Well, I mean, I don't. I don't think we know that that's the last digit. You know, there could just be other ones around. I guess maybe that's the only one they showed. I guess they were at least showing us that there are. They didn't all die. Right. Yeah. No. I. I don't know. I think it's interesting where I feel like it isn't is entirely valid to read it as the arc. Or you could read it as the Digi-Gnome through the arc. Hmm. Okay. Because we did just see, like, the Digi-Gnomes, like, do the thing where it evolved everybody. So, like, doing this arc thing seems entirely within the realm of possibility that that, that, that can be done. And uh, I think that's neat that you kind of have two valid interpretations to it. I... My one frustration i think is just that this kind of continues this anything and everything can happen in the digital world so you know you don't even need like a single macguffin because you could just do whatever the fuck you want you know yeah i mean that's fair that's a valid complaint i mean it at least it was generally relegated to like digi-gnomes or you know digimon in general Digimon were the true MacGuffin all along. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yep, you know, but then they get back. Everybody's happy. Um, friend B gets his Digimon and Digivice. That's cool and, like, not super important. It's just kind of, it's just something that happens on the side, really. Yeah. No, which is okay. It's just like, well, I'm I guess you can have one now. Well, I mean, if they, if they didn't, it would be kind of weird, right? I mean, would it? I, I mean, I guess he would have been the only one that didn't get one, but at least he wouldn't have had a dead one. I mean, fair. <laughs> Although he could have accidentally squished it while it was in his pocket. I mean, but it's also like it's also like a mega God, level. Can you imagine that? Like you, you hear like a squish sound, and then you roll over and realize that you have murdered your friend Digimon in your pocket because you didn't know it was in there. But, but it's the highest level of Digimon. It's also the tiniest. But it's also How's the strongest. How's that gonna work? Is it gonna like it can't get any stronger, right? Right. So. He is, why is so good of a tamer. He got to start at the strongest level. So is it just gonna live like that all the time? I don't. This is what I don't quite understand. Also, like, why does some Digimon seem to live at one level and others live at other levels? Uh, Digimon. Like, when the other get other, huh? Digimon. That's the answer. So normally they get bigger as they get older, better, stronger, faster. Uh, um, I mean, but like when Togemon turns into Lilymon, Lilymon is smaller than Togemon. That's true. Um, I think technically, like War Greymon is smaller than Metal Greymon. I think this is the tiniest Digimon I have ever seen. That's fair, but it's so strong, very strong. Well, that's good. Much strong. Uh, so I have a question. Having not seen the rest of this, do the do the like second tier tamer cu- couples par- partners? Um, do they get to do the same um, bio merging stuff? 
Rio is the only one that I can remember getting to do so. That fucking sucks. Well, the other people aren't good enough. Okay, well, that's judgy. I, I don't know. What happens? Hi there. Happy Father's Day from Going Digital. Um, I'm going to just add a content warning here as the editor that if you have any issues with terrible fathers, you might want to just cut out the rest of this episode. There's a weird subplot that apparently improves in future episodes, but Jury's father is a piece of shit. Uh, nothing, uh, nothing like icky touching, just like just a real piece of shit who doesn't want his kid. It's great. Uh, you should duck out here. Anyway, this is your editor speaking. Um, enjoy the rest of you. This gets heavy. Also, yeah, there's kind of the elephant in the room about what's happening to Jerry and that Takato just lets it go. I mean, I don't know what the fuck else he was supposed to do, but... Right. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot. It's a lot. Um, there's definitely some... A, a huge amount of subtext that is extremely obvious. Yeah. It's also interesting because we also don't have the full information of what's going on there yet, too. What we could talk about now would really change pretty quick once more like relevant information is dripped down through that. I guess. I mean, it could at least. I don't. I guess you already know. I mean, I I do because I've been looking at the wiki page and uh, okay. just refreshing right. stuff with that. And I, I didn't actually remember this, so it was nice to get a refresher. But it. I thought it was her mom that died, so I was kind of surprised. Hmm. Uh, didn't her mom die? Yes, her mom is dead. So that's not her real mom. That's her stepmom. I mean, that's a terrible thing to say. That's her, not her biological mom. Correct. That is her stepmom. But the stepmom seemed nicer than the dad. Right. So that's the thing. Looking at just this episode without like the additional information or other character stuff around it, it looks pretty bad. Okay. The home situation looks pretty bad. Right, yeah. Which is kind of, I mean, on one hand, a surprise in the sense that, like, they didn't really let on that that was the case before, but she has clearly been exhibiting some, like, uh, not particularly healthy mental health kind of symptoms. Right. I mean, I think everything we... Anything we ever saw about Jury's fan, like, home life was never good either. I mean, she I mean, she was helping out at her father's bar, which probably isn't good. And by probably, well, I, I mean, mean just not good. Some people do... Bar? I mean... Alcohol? Well, I mean, if she was serving, like, snacks or doing the cash register, I mean, probably... Not Bar? optimal, not legal in most places. I mean, but I mean, it depends. Like, if it was just a family establishment, I, I guess I don't know. I, I, I can see where there's a possibility that it would be not horrendous. But on the other side, it sure seems like it's not right. Good. 
I mean, I mean, I think it, I think they even bring up like how she helps with drunk customers too. So like, yeah, that's not cool. I remember thinking that was quite inappropriate. So reading through this, like it, it's gonna change later on with it. So there's that. So it gets better. I guess that's that's the good part. But like looking at it, like you could read. You could read in this episode and come to the conclusion of some pretty bad things from it. Like, it, there's definitely some, like, abuse vibes, I think. I mean, defo. I, at the very least, that's emotional neglect or abuse. Right. Which is honestly what gives you uh, complex PTSD more so than the physical abuse in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. So, coming, like, I'm interested to see how the show will deal with this, because the thing that's maybe bad about it, or just the choice that it makes, is, like, this now also is entwined with, like, D-Reaper stuff that's gonna come back. So this whole thing like isn't even just that isn't even just like that real like trauma stuff that could be a thing but it's also dealing with like this plot stuff too which i mean i guess you can take that how you want um that they did that in there but it'll be interesting to see how they deal with that i mean like i'm pro having representations in media of people whose parents are fucked up and whose home lives No, are I good. think that's that's important, but it needs to be handled well and I don't know that I trust these particular people to handle it well. So so the thing is like a like it kind of like gets turned around according to what the wiki says again, I don't super remember, but I'm inclined to believe the wiki in this. But also, like, it's great that they, like, have this and are showing this, but then, you know, they're doing the thing where they're shoving, like, their weird, like, plot D-Reaper stuff into it, too. So, like, unsure if, like, the mixing of those two things is a good idea. Yeah, I mean, if you were, like, the things that she experienced made her more susceptible to... The D Reaper because she I, felt I, I loved think, or whatever. I think that's that's probably where they're gonna go with it. I believe that's the case, and I maybe that's what they were trying to show. I guess it's almost kind of set up as that. I don't know. This is an awkward thing to talk about. Um But I think that is what happened with like the D Reaper and like how Jerry was more susceptible to it after she lost Leoman just because she's also had to deal with loss in the past as well so that probably right, like made the blow worse. Leoman was like the first time she felt special and like someone was paying attention to her for a positive reason and then he dies. Like yeah, that's going to be super Well, it's also much. like another like loved one that that past Dies. per se yeah per se interesting I mean, I... look calling leoman a loved one is 
Well, I mean, a, an emotional support and like, right. people who don't have enough emotional support in their lives get attached super. I, I feel like there was just like a better word than that, but that's the word I had. That's where the per se came from. I thought you were implying that her mom wasn't actually dead. No, no, she is. So I was just saying that, like, Jerry has to go through, like, multiple of these losses. And probably, like, not, like, super far apart. I don't, it just feels like one of those things where, like, you shouldn't, like, take, like, this serious thing with, like, emotional trauma and stuff and... And kind of like shove in your your weird techno babble virus to it. Yeah, I, that's concerning. I, and also, like, I don't. It, it was when this happened in um, the last series with uh, Ken. His brother, I don't remember. Did his brother commit suicide or did his brother just die? Um. Boy, I don't remember. Because I remember thinking, like, well, okay, I guess, you know, it makes sense that in his grief, and which isn't untrue, like, grief is tough to deal with. Some people don't, some people handle it differently, you know? Right. And, and like, definitely that's one possibility, I guess. But, yeah, it, it's not great if the series is making a, habit of turning people who have fucked up home lives into evil characters right. or like making that implication that just because you've experienced this etc yeah so i don't let's know see where this goes <laughs> I, I right now i'm like i'm unsure where i fall on the scale of if i think it's okay or not yeah um Weirdly, feel feel more okay with it in O two than I do here. Unsure the specific reason of of that. Um, if I had to guess, I'd say in O two it was more the the plot MacGuffin with it kind of just um enhanced the inherent emotions that were going on with it. So it was really more of a way to have it out in the open. Um, which I think is better because then it's right. So like it was kind of like using it so it could be more forward with it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, And I feel like, I feel like that's okay because then that lets that get discussed. And like, I mean, there was thing like that, that like then fell, fell into like the, you know, the power of friendship and all that like that was okay i don't I, I mean i don't think it was like extremely poorly done there or anything right yeah um i mean i don't even necessarily think this is poorly done too it just i don't it, it doesn't it definitely doesn't sit right like watching it at this point no just like with how like how angry her father seems and stuff and like tempers and all that like it, it is just very easy to go to very dark, dark places quickly with it. I would have preferred it if Takato's parents were like, "Oh, well, that's silly. You don't need to take her home. Why doesn't she just stay with us for the night, and then we'll take her home tomorrow?" You know. 
I mean, that or like, yeah, we'll let you do that, but we'll come with you. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, your kid is still between the ages of 9 and 14, apparently, right? I think it's like between 10 and 12. Okay, 10 and 12, whatever. It's quite brazen of her father to straight up say that selfish brat can get herself home. Like, that's not how most abusive parents are. So it's a little upsetting that her her father is to that point and none of the other adults in her life have done anything at all. Which, I mean, I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but it just the... Usually they're they're trying to make it clear that like they're they're good parents. Like most people feel like they have to stand up to that or like that standard, you know? Right. Yeah, I don't and know. The fact um that like Flippy and his assistant were just like, Oh, this is a thing that's happening which I guess they're not, you know, her teachers or whatever, but like as an adult, if if that happened I'd be like what the actual fuck? I think you should stay somewhere else and we will call CPS, you know, or whatever the equivalent. There's also say. that. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's, it's a lot. Um, I mean, when I was watching this episode and like saw like the segment, I'd be like, well, we're going to be here for a while. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, that part's interesting. I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm making excuses, but you could almost construe that as like a weird coping mechanism for it. It just maybe with like the context that, you know, she ran away from home to go to the digital world to do digital world things. I don't know. I, I hope the show goes into it later on um, to make this look better in retrospect. But right now, it doesn't look super good. Like, it definitely yeah. seems like there there is some abuse stuff going on. And, like, or maybe just, maybe it's just really easy to read into that way and that wasn't meant to be the case. I mean, that's also a valid thing for a Japanese 2000 show. Yeah. Um, because I, I, I feel like, I don't want to say culturally, but th- there's been a lot of steps forward between the 2000s and now about th- that this kind of stuff, I feel. I feel like it's more... Mm, I don't know if prevalence like the word, but just more. Mm, just the word I'm looking for. Cat, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know, man. See, I don't want to say like acceptable thing to show on to to like go into, because that sounds bad. But also, like, kind of yes. Yeah. Well, it's become more normalized, probably. Is right. What you're looking for. Normalized is probably the thing I'm looking for. I feel like between, like, early 2000s and now, shows and stuff, and just, like, the public consciousness has allowed more, like, mental depression, things like that stuff to to exist in media and the like. 
so I feel like with just like that, I guess, public consciousness toward it, it's easy to look at scenes from the past here and and kind of construed that when maybe it's not necessarily the case. Yeah. Basically different times is what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. The way that we, yeah. So, I mean, to some degree, like when there's no framework for how to deal with that, it's a little bit more understandable if they didn't do a great job. Right. But it would have been better if they did better anyway. Yeah. Do you have any other thoughts on this episode besides that conundrum? I do like when Takato is like, I'm going to use my words and try to convey emotions. Um, I thought I thought that scene was pretty solid. Um, I liked the the quote unquote camera work where he uses like he goes to like the next row of seats to face away when he's saying it. Like he can't um, he can't say this looking at her because it's difficult i think that's pretty solid yeah although at the same time i was sort of like he does that which is understandable that he can't look at her while he's saying this highly emotional stuff which was you know like good character development and whatnot or exposition but then the part where after that she starts reading the nutrition information and he's not like okay something seriously fucked up that was confusing to me. I mean, I can see that, but I can also just see him just being like, I, how even deal? Yeah, I mean, I guess he's 10 to 12. Um, and, and Man, it is super effective at being fucking unsettling, though. I hope, I hope we loop around and it turns out to be okay, because I, I think this is an interesting way to do stuff. Like, I like that they're just not, like everything's good you know and that there's still stuff going on but i don't it's tough it's like it's kind of problematic but like at least there's an attempt there yeah i don't know you may disagree but that's kind of where i land i'm sort of just holding my judgment and reservation because i feel like i haven't seen enough to really know i mean they've they've seeded some things like talking about how she was working in the bar and her mom died and she never really connected with her new mom um, right and things like that so it's like there was stuff that was going on that sort of has led up to this which is good you know um so i'm just curious to see where it goes from here yeah i agree that's the thing. I, I mean, it's definitely different than other Digimon stuff before. Um, I mean, I guess, I guess even in like a heavy way too. I suppose, which is interesting. Um, I also kind of like that they give her like the leather jacket to just like show. It's just like to just, like give like a visual shift in character too. Oh yeah, she looks very different now. Yeah. I, don't, I I feel like that's cliche, but it's just like, here's the outfit change to also show that something's happening. Well, and it's interesting. Her eyes, actually, I was thinking about this, look very similar to how Guillemon's eyes look when he sort of freaks out and eats small animals and, like, when he ate those rats in the very beginning. Right. I mean, it seems very apparent that, like, she has just been broken since Leoman and, like... Yeah. 
there has been no positive uptick since then. Yeah. Probably a downward one, if anything. Um, I, I think that's everything I want to say. I don't know. Hopefully I said things in a way that didn't sound super awful and bad. Um, just like talking about heavy topic is awkward. Um, that's my reasoning for that. Makes sense. Um, yeah, that, that, that's all I got. I mean, I still, I still overall like the episode. I still think it's solid and entertaining and it's definitely seeding things. So, I mean, again, just hope like the future future episodes kind of clear some of this up and make it not as bad as it seems with some of the stuff. Anyway, got a poem? I do. Yes, I wasn't sure if you had anything else to say. No, I'd just be repeating the same thing at this point. Yeah. Um, okay. So this poem rhymes, unlike usual ones. This is an original contribution. Are you ready? Yep. A boy and his Digimon asleep in the station. Tired heroes who help save a nation. But the TV shows what the viewer already knows, that this fight has a bit more duration. That's pretty good. That's like B+. Plus. Um... Let's see. Oh, yeah, this podcast on the internet at goingdigitalpodcast.com, where there's links to things such as emails and Twitters and all that fun stuff. You can do all those things if you'd like. If not, that's also okay. Um, <laughs> we support your decision. Yeah. Um, you know who also supports decisions? The Digivolution. Oh, okay, good. It supports decisions. Um, and good time. And goodbye. And stop.